Amen. <laughs> um, well, hey, friends, it's good to be back with you. Uh, if you didn't know this, I've been gone for a couple of weeks and uh, excited to be back with you. I missed being with you. I was able to worship with you online the last two weeks, so I was thankful that we're able to do that. Um, but uh, I did want to say uh, special thanks to Pastor Lee for preaching for me last week and sharing a great message and continuing to lead our worship team. And then I want to thank my brother John Weaver for uh, for preaching the week before that. Just such a gift for me to be able to um, to take some time and to be with my family. And so so thank you for that gift. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. We had a lot go on in the last few weeks. We had Advent and then Christmas and then New Year's and then all these snow days and everything going on. So we've, we've had a lot, hadn't we? Um, it's been it's been good though. Uh, for me, it's given me some extra time with my family. The kids were home from school last week, and so I got to got to be with them. I got to uh, finish some little projects that I had going around the house. So I'm thankful for that. That provided a lot of things that will end up being sermon illustrations throughout the year. So just uh, get ready for that. Um, but I was kind of reflecting on the last few weeks and just all that, that had been going on and kind of the journey that we've been on together since we started Advent, you know, back in December. And it reminded me of a question that I asked that I want to ask in a different way uh, today. If you, if you were here in December, all the way back at the beginning of, of Advent, I asked a question that, uh, that you answered for me. I asked if you had a special day or, or time or tradition as far as putting up your, your Christmas decorations. And uh, some of you said, you know, the day after Thanksgiving is when I put up my Christmas decorations. Some said like December 1st. Some of you said just whenever there's a spare minute, uh, during, you know, before Christmas Eve, if we got time, we'll put up our Christmas decorations. So uh, I thought we'd kind of revisit that in a different way here in, in the new year here in January. The question that I wanted to start with this morning is when uh, do you take down your Christmas decorations? Different people have different traditions and different kind of uh, criteria for that. So what's, do you have a day or a time that's, okay, this is when we're going to take down our Christmas decorations. Just, just yell it out. If you got to, if you have a, have one, they're still up. Okay. Thank you, Larry, for being honest. There's a lot of us probably in that place today. Yeah. When you have the time yet, yeah, what else? When there's warm weather. Yep. All good answers. Yep. By a pimp. Okay. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, so that some people it's the day after Christmas, some people it's New Year's, some people it's sometime before Easter, right? Um, wh wherever you are this morning, I, I thought that there might be some folks here that were feeling a little guilty because you hadn't put your Christmas decorations up yet. But I want to share something with you. If you're feeling guilty about your Christmas decorations still being up, Larry. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I I'm getting to that. So uh, actually, it's okay if your Christmas decorations aren't put up yet. In fact, it's liturgically appropriate uh, for you to still have your Christmas decorations up. We've still got ours up here, like Larry said, and um, it's not because we're lazy. It's not because we're procrastinating. It's actually because that, that's, according to the Christian calendar, we're in this season of the year right now that's called Christmas tide. Did you know that? This is, we're in Christmas tide right now. Christmas tide begins on Christmas Day, and then it ends 12 days later. It's also called the 12 days of Christmas. That's where they get the song, the 12 days of Christmas. Did you know that? It's about this time of Christmas tide. And, and 12 days after Christmas, the end of Christmas tide is called what? Somebody said it over here. Epiphany, right? Uh, Epiphany is the 12 days after Christmas. So this year, it technically was on Thursday, January 6th, but the, the Sunday that's closest to Epiphany is when we, we celebrate Epiphany Sunday. And so that's what today is. Today is Epiphany Sunday. 
and uh, an epiphany, basically, you know what this is, right? We, it's, a, it's a special revelation. It, it brings kind of new clarity and new transformation for those who are willing to, to receive it and to respond to it. You've probably heard about people calling, hey, Michelle, how are you? Thank you. I appreciate that. I forgot my books, and Michelle's bringing them for me. Everybody give thanks to Michelle for that. She just walked up here so inconspicuously. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have even known she was there if I hadn't said it, right? Um, so anyways, you've heard of epiphany, somebody having an epiphany, right? It's like an aha moment, like a light bulb comes on, and, and, and you either see something in a new way or you have this new information or new perspective, right? That's what epiphany is all about. And, and in, in light of that, it usually changes Sometimes it can change your perspective and sometimes it can change your path, right? Uh, you can have a new way of looking at things and that new way of looking at things may actually change the way that you live your life, the way that you do certain things or don't do certain things. Uh, so, so today, Epiphany Sunday, is a day where we, we kind of acknowledge that. We celebrate that uh, and its place in, in the story of God. Uh, today we, we celebrate Revelation. Uh, not the book, but the the receiving of Revelation, which is actually what the book of Revelation is about. Um, but today, that's what I want to talk about for just a few minutes. I want to talk about Revelation, the, the transformation that comes from receiving and responding to God's revelation, the new clarity and, and understanding that comes from God's call and God's voice and vision in our lives. Uh, I believe that that when we respond to the revelation of God, it brings a new kind of insight and understanding that brings about change, not just in our lives, but in the lives of those around us. God's revelation to God's people has the power to, to change lives and families and communities as it alters our perspective and as it alters our paths. And so, um, so I want us to just think about that for just a few minutes this morning. Uh, I want you to know the Bible is, is full of story after story of God revealing himself to his people and, and how God's people respond to God's revelation time and time again. It not only changes the course of their lives, but it, it literally changes the course of human history. And so um, we're going to look at one of those stories today. It's one of my favorite stories to look at on Epiphany Sunday as we... Uh, uh, are continuing on to the end of the 12 days of, of Christmas, and it's the story of the wise men. You remember the story of the wise men? Uh, this is a great part of the Christmas story that actually comes a little bit later in the story. The wise men uh, travel this long journey. Uh, they, they, they follow the revelation of God, the, the star that leads them to, uh, to Bethlehem, and what they discover there totally changes their life. It changes their perspective and it changes their path and it changes the world around them. They, they discover the Christ child in the manger and then they, they kneel at his feet. They offer him their gifts and their worship. Listen, I want to just read a little snippet of it to you this morning. This is Matthew chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Hear this God's word for us today. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And they opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another 
route. I think this is such a beautiful picture of of the power of God's revelation for those who, like the wise men, would receive it with reverence and humility and would respond to it uh, with repentance and, and obedience. The wise men changed their perspective and it changed their path in light of God's revelation in Jesus. I believe their story is our story. You know I love to say this and I'm gonna start the new year saying it again. Uh, the powerful thing about it is not just that it happened, it's that it happens all the time. It happens every time that, that folks like you and me respond to God's revelation in our life, to God's voice and God's vision in and for our lives. What does that look like? What does that look like now in our lives uh, here at the beginning of this new year? Well, one of the things that I love and I'm so thankful for is how we've started the new year together over the past few years. Uh, We've focused on this theme of how one word from God's word has the power to, to transform not only our lives, but, but it has the power to transform our life together, our, our church. It's the reason, uh, one of the reasons why it's so powerful and transformative is, is because it's, it's, not, it's not so much about the word as it is the one who speaks the word, right? It's, it's not just a good word, it's a, it's a God word. It's, it's God's word for us. It's, it's so much more than, than simply a New Year's resolution. It's, it's what I like to call a New Year's revelation. Because you see, it's not just about me trying harder. It's about me trusting God and, and trying to follow God's lead in my life. That's the power of one word. That's why one word has the power to change your life and, and why one word has the power to change the world. I believe that. And, and I've seen it over the past few years. I've, I've talked a lot about uh, this book that, uh, that I love, and I didn't have them up here because I gave away three of them at the early service, but um, I've got three of them with me today because I love to talk about them and I love to share them with folks uh, so that you can experience it as well. Um, I, I love to talk about how it's impacted my life and, um, and I love to hear how it impacts your life. When it, um, every year when we do this, I hear stories of that, and so I love that, and so that's why we continue to do it every year. Uh, as Michelle said, we're going to do a, a class on Wednesday nights for the next couple of weeks where we're going to really dig into this together. And I'd love for you to come and join us on Wednesday nights as we uh, don't, ju we're not just going to talk about it. We're going to go through this process of discernment together where we're listening to God speak through, through his word and through his spirit and in prayer. And, um, and so I'd love for you to be a part of it. But this morning, just really quickly, I wanted to kind of give you an overview. And for some of you, just a little bit, little reminder of what this process of discernment looks like. And, and discernment's just this fancy word of, of listening and responding to God, right, as best we can, of knowing that the God who, who spoke still speaks. We believe that. And um, it's putting ourselves in a place where we can give our attention to God for God to be able to do that. Uh, there's nothing magical about this process. It's really nothing new or unique. It's simply uh, being intentional, putting yourself in a position to hear and respond to God's word. Uh, but I do wanna share this with you. Uh, I've personally gone through this process of discernment every year for the last nine years, ever since someone introduced me to this little book and this little, um, this little process. Uh, I will tell you, this little book, it takes about 45 minutes to read, maybe an hour. And uh, out of all four people in my, my family, my son's six, my, my daughter's 11, 
I'm not going to tell you how old my wife is, but um, I'm the young. I, I, I'm the by far the slowest reader in my family, and I read this in under an hour. So I would love for you to read this and um, and see how God might speak to you through it. But um, and and if you would like a copy, I'd love to give you one this morning. I've got three more. I gave out three at the early service, and I'd love to to share one with you this morning. Um, but this morning, I want to just give you kind of a kind of a personal testimony of of how this this process, how God's word has has transformed my life. Every year, God has given me a word, and and it's not some magical thing where this you know you, you get a billboard in the sky or anything like that. It's like everything in faith, right? We just we 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 believe, and and it's this impression on our heart and mind, right? But every year, I've gotten a word that I felt like is God's word for me for that year, and it's come in various different ways. And many times, it's uh, you know, a word that I never would have chosen for myself. Sometimes it's a word that didn't make sense uh, until it did, right? And sometimes that was much later on uh, in the year. Like so many things in faith, I was able to look back and see God's hand in my life as it had to do with that word. It's not something that, uh, that I can control either. It's, it's not a New Year's resolution. It's a New Year's revelation, right? It's not, it's not something that I, I focus on that I have to start doing something or stop doing something. That, that rarely works, right? Uh, it's really about just focusing on what God wants to do in me and through me. It's a word that God wants to speak to me so that God can speak through me. And as I allow God to guide my faith and my feet, then God begins to do what only God can do. So just three simple steps I want to share with you this morning. Again, it's just about simply receiving and responding to God's word. They're on the screen. Look in, look up, look out. Step one invites us to look in, to, to search our hearts and examine our lives, to ask questions like, how's God been at work in my life? And, 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 and what are some things that God might want to do in and through me, through the through my successes and failures in my life, through my joys and through my sorrows. Where is God working and what does God want to do? Uh, then we go to step two, which is look up. That's, that's where we search the scriptures and we seek God in, in prayer. And we ask, what is God speaking to my heart when I pray? What, what, is, there, is there a theme or is there a, an impression that God has given me as I read God's word? Is there something God is speaking to me or what God wants to do in and through me throughout this year? And then finally, step number three, that's looking out, the search for ways to keep our word in front of us and to share it with others, to ask the questions like, how, how can I uh, allow God to work in and through me daily through this word? I want to tell you so many times and in so many different ways, ways beyond anything that I could imagine, God has spoken to me and through me, through my one word through the year. Uh, I want to go ahead and share with you and kind of start first this year because I would love to hear your stories and I'm going to sh share some opportunities for you to do that. But I'm going to go ahead and share my story with you today. My one word for this year is the word hold. H-O-L-D. Um, I thought it was going to be the word held. And sometimes I try to kind of throw these words out to folks and just hear kind of what their response is. And sometimes God uses that to kind of shape and guide. And so... Um, I shared with a group of folks at church one day uh, during during the Christmas time. They said, "Do you know have your one word for this year?" I said, "Yeah, it's the word held." And they looked at me really funny, and and I said, "What?" And they said, "We thought you said hell." And <laughs> I said, "No, no, that wasn't it. Uh, held." And so uh, as I kind of thought about that a little more and prayed about it a little more, I decided it's going to be the word hold. 
Um, and I'll tell you why. Here's the reason why I feel like God's word for me this year is the word hold. If I'm being really honest with you this morning, as I've searched my heart and searched the scriptures and thought about how God's been at work in my life, uh, I believe that my word for this year, for 2022, is the word hold. And the reason why is because of this. It's because this is how I feel most days, uh, especially over the past year or two. Maybe, maybe you felt like that too, like you're, you're trying really hard to, to hold it all together. Maybe you've got lots of webs, uh, different relationships and different responsibilities. Maybe you feel like the world is splitting apart and you're doing everything you can just to, to hold it together. Does anybody ever feel like that? I do. Most every day, if I'm being honest. And so, because of that, I know that, that God knows that I need to be reminded on a daily basis that it's Christ, not me, that's holding it all together. Amen? So my word, my one word from God's word this year is Colossians 1.17, where Paul says this about Jesus. He says, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. That's a good word, but it's not just a good word. It's God's word. It's God's word for us, and it's, it's God's word that I believe is for me this year, that I'm going to stand on that, and I'm going to cling to it every day and believe the truth of it, to know that there's not a circumstance or a situation that I'm going to walk into that not only has God gone before me, he's before all things, but I know that there is not a situation or circumstance that I'm going to be in in which God is not holding all things together. Even when it, maybe it feels like everything around me is falling apart, I can trust and have faith and believe that in Christ, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. That's a promise. From God. That's, that's the power of, of one word from God's word. I, I can tell you that revelation has already begun to transform the way I think about my life and my ministry. Uh, it's changed my perspective. It's, it's changing my path. And I believe that it can do the, the same thing for you. Maybe not that word, but maybe there's another word that, that God has for you this year that might do the same thing. It's not just me. As I said before, every year that we've done this, gone through this process together, I get um, text messages and emails and phone calls and Facebook messages from, from, from you, from folks in the congregation that, that talk about how God has used their one word to guide them and direct them through their trials and temptations in life, through uh, that it had become a source of peace and, and perseverance for them. It's helped them grow closer to God and, and closer to who God is calling them to be. So last year we started a, a Facebook group, a one word Facebook group where, uh, where we could gather and people could share stories, their, their struggles and their successes. And, and so I would love for you, I'd love to invite you to join that this year, if you haven't already, so that you can read those stories and insights, so that you can share your own. I believe that God wants us to do this together, uh, and I want us to do it together. In fact, uh, last year, uh, we talked about having a one word for our church, and that was the word that, uh, that I felt like God put on my heart for us, was this word 
together. It was actually uh, one word from uh, our vision statement last year, sharing life together in Christ. And, and the word from God's word that, that we've been using to guide us to God's vision and voice in our life is this passage of scripture that goes along with it, 1 Thessalonians 2.8. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And, and I can tell you, and I'm sure that many of you can testify that that, that word together did, uh, did guide us last year in so many different ways through all of the challenges and, and obstacles and, and joys and concerns of, of last year. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you this too. Uh, the staff and I have been praying and talking about what our one word might be for, for 2022. And, and right now we feel like God's leading us to another word from our vision statement. This year, uh, it's the word sharing, sharing life together in Christ. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that next week. Uh, but until then, I just want to invite you to join me in praying and listening to God for his word that might be our word uh, for this new year. Uh, God's word for our lives and for our life together as we seek to continue sharing life together in Christ. Would you do that with me? Thank you. Uh, I also want to invite you to, to share with me your stories as you go through this process. One of the things I'd love to do on our celebration Sunday, the fifth Sunday in January, is to, to celebrate some of these stories together of how God is speaking to us and through us through this one word process. The reason why I want to do that is, is so that we can be blessed by it. So that it can fan the flame of our faith as we share life together in Christ. Because when we share stories like that, when we share celebration stories, what it does is that it reminds us that Jesus is alive. That, that God is actively working in and through our lives. That the word of God is leading us and guiding us. It's, it's the basic foundational truth, not only behind this one word process, but, but behind the, the story of scripture itself. At the very center of God's story, at the very center of the good news of God's grace is God's greatest revelation in and through his son, Jesus Christ. Do you remember how John describes it? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's what we celebrate when we, when we think about this, that the word made flesh and dwell, made his dwelling among us, still dwells among us. That, that the word that was spoken still speaks, that God is still working in and through us. God is continuing to tell his story in and through our story. Amen? I want to I invite you to just join me as we seek God's guidance, as we begin this new year together, uh, following the light of God's revelation. I want us to pray together that, that God would, would reveal himself to us in such a way that, that God might speak to us and through us so that new life might spring forth in this new year. As we walk in obedience to God's word, and as we allow our lives to be transformed by God's spirit and God's presence. So that the word made flesh might be made fresh in and through our lives and in our hearts. So, so my invitation and my challenge to you this morning is, is to simply put yourself in a position to, to receive and respond to God's word. To, to listen for that revelation from God and respond to it, just like the wise men in the story. Would you take a step towards the light that, 
that's been shown to us in Jesus Christ. Maybe, maybe today might be an epiphany for you, an, an aha moment in your life of faith, a, a day of new insight, a, of, of new understanding, of something that might change your perspective and change your, your path. My hope and my prayer for us is that we would begin this new year on the firm foundation of God's word, that we would build our life and our life together on the revelation of God in Jesus Christ, the love of God in Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, that it might be made fresh in us and through us. You know, in the gospel stories of Jesus's life, Jesus tells lots of stories. He tells lots of parables. And one of my favorite is the, the parable of the wise and foolish builders. You remember this one? It's in Matthew 7 and, uh, and in other places in the gospels. But Jesus basically says that people who will listen and apply his words to their lives, put them into practice, that they're like wise builders who build their house in such a way that, that it can withstand anything that it might encounter because it's built on the firm foundation of, of his word. That's my hope and my prayer for us this year as we begin this new year together, that we would build our, our year, that we would build our hopes and our dreams and our our, our joys, that we would build it on the firm foundation of, of God's word. I want you to hear how the message version puts this passage. Jesus, Jesus says this, the message translation, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. They're not home improvement, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They're foundational words, words to build a life on. I love that. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down. The rivers flooded. A tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. Why? Because it was fixed on the rock. Friends, we don't know what this year is going to hold for us, what rains might come, what things might move us from here to there. But we do know this, God's word remains. One of the passages of scripture that uh, I put in the daily scripture reading this week, if, if you uh, follow along in the sermon notes, there's a scripture for each day. And one of those scriptures is Isaiah 48. And it talks about how, how the grass withers and the flowers fade, but, but the word of God remains steadfast. So whatever happens this year, right? We, we make... If you're like me, you make resolutions and, and like the grass, they, they wither and they fade, but, but God's word doesn't do that. So why wouldn't we, we build our foundation on, on the truth of God's word this year? What if, what if this year, 2022, is the year that we made a choice to build our lives and our life together on the firm foundation of God's word? To focus not just on New Year's resolutions, which are homeowner improvements to our standard of living in some ways? What if we chose to focus on New Year's revelation, on the word of God, the solid rock of Christ, words to build our life on? What if this year, instead of trying harder and, and increasing our responsibilities, what if we focused on increasing our response ability, our, our ability to respond to God's voice and God's vision? for our lives. Can you imagine what 
what kind of difference that might make. I mean, who knows what kind of transformation that God's revelation might bring to us this year. Who knows how God might alter our perspectives and in such a way that it alters our paths. Who knows how God might change the course of our lives and our life together. I'll tell you who knows. God knows. And so what I want to invite you and encourage you and challenge you to do today is to consider this question. Would you be willing to put yourself in a place to let God reveal himself to you today and in the days to come so that you might respond to his word and his spirit in such a way that, that you might be transformed, that we might be transformed? The worship team's gonna come up and, and lead us in one more song. And when they do, I just wanna invite you with these last few minutes that we have together in the service today, just to, to do that, to open yourself up, to put you in a, a position of, of receiving and responding to what God might wanna to speak to your heart this morning. Would you do that? Let's pray together. God, I do thank you so much for your word and for your spirit that is alive that speaks to us and speaks through us, that, that has the power to transform us, that has the power to transform this world. God, we believe that. And, and God, I pray today that we would stake our life on it, that we would build our life and our life together here at the church on the truth of your word, on the good news of your grace, the revelation that comes to us through your son, Jesus Christ, the word made flesh that dwells among us. Lord, help us to open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and minds to him this morning so that we might receive and respond so that our lives and our life together might bear fruit for your kingdom. Lord, I pray this in his name, in Jesus' name, and all who agreed said, amen, amen. I wanna invite you to, to, to stand as we sing and these altars are gonna be open. If you'd like to come pray, you can pray. If you want somebody to pray with you, I'd love to pray with you. Uh, if you just wanna stay in your seat and pray, you can do that. Go ahead and stand up, it's okay. <laughs> Whatever that looks like, let's respond to God today. If, if you wanna grab one of these books today, um, you can come forward and get them or I'm gonna be out in the lobby after the service. I'll be glad to give them to you then. But let's, uh, let's, let's sing together and worship God.